voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Oh, thank you very much. No, I am not Bill Sparks. Bill Sparks is, has other commitments today, and of course, he'll be back next week. But we want to say hello to everybody. The regular panel is here. Bernie's here. Chris is here. Perry's here. Gary's here. Mike's here, and Sean is here. So we're all here. I want to thank Dave Rieckert for running the controls this evening, and we'll say that it has been a crazy day today here in Albany, New York. If I, it just felt like it was damp, cold, and rainy, or cool and rainy, but it's going to get cooler tomorrow, and then it's going to warm up again. But you don't want to hear about that. You don't want to hear about the weather. We can talk no, about it. No, I do. Going. You do? Well, well, you know what yeah, they say about the weather? I want to hear about cool. You know that's what they what say about the weather, Bernie? Chilly today and hot tamale. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it's what, uh, number 646, Jeff, we're saying? This is, this is, yes, this is podcast or, or number 646. I can't believe we've been doing this for almost 14 years. So September 22nd, 19, uh, 2022. Something like that. You got it. Yeah. And what was I going to say? The, uh, let's talk about what's going on this week. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective. We'll follow that up with Jennifer Sparks' call letter and format changes. Then Bill Sparks has had to put together a feature or found something on Kevin Harlan. And I, actually, and I'm not really a big sports person, but he is one of the radio announcers who I really do enjoy listening to when I hear him. And mm-hmm. he, on the radio, I'm not, not sure if he's ever done television, but I know he's definitely done oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does oh, yeah. TV all the time. Yeah. And so he said, I like his voice. I like the way he gets into it. And, of course, uh, if you're at the sports, maybe you might see the Aaron Judge, you know, all rise for the judge or a judging in home run because he might get to break or, or tie Roger Maris's record. Well, that will be John, John Sterling's job. He'll take care of that. And he definitely will. And I remember because yeah. uh, when, uh, when uh, Roger Maris hit that home run, I guess it was in 1961, if I'm not mistaken, yes. or something like that. So, yep. And so uh, – but that's going to be very interesting, and if you if you'd like the the ball from that uh, from that uh, home run, it's probably going to be worth, worth a lot of money if they auction it off. So I don't know if that's what they're going to do. I'm I'm going to say that, and we have a dog in the background. If you could please silence that animal please. again, 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 please. I don't I don't know where it's coming from. We'll deal with it. So yeah. that's what's going on. So let's continue here. Uh, we, we were talking about radio news. We'll feature on, on Kevin Harlan. We've got Jennifer Sparks' call letter and format changes. And we're going to travel to Chicago, Illinois. And we're going to listen to the Voice of Labor, WCFL AM, from March 8th of 1973. And finally, right. finally, 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 we're going to talk about or listen to a featured station, which would please the younger people in our audience. Uh, I'm talking about people like Perry and Sean, who are much younger than, than us. And we're going to hear a radio station that specializes in oldies or, they, or the music of the, they don't, of the 80s. They don't call it oldies, but music of the 80s and 90s. And it's K-A-T-O-F-M from Mankato, Minnesota. 
So uh, I'm trying to find stations from unusual markets. Next week and the week after, we're traveling to Alaska because that's where my stepdaughter oh, wow. is going to be. Cool, that'd be fun. Is going to be living, but I'm not yeah, so I mean, sure we're going to. It's cold, but you know what? She likes it there, and uh, that's all that matters. As, as yeah, she's happy. And she, she likes it. And I said to Adri, I said, you know, you like it now. But what are you going to do when it's twenty below zero? What was the name of that country song when it's when it's uh, when it's uh, when it's springtime in Alaska? It's forty, it's 40 below. below. That's it. Yeah. And I don't I don't think <laughs> that I would like forty below temperatures. I just don't. No. Brady, I'm not going to ask you. I I was going to ask you what to do in Indianapolis, but I mean I don't know what you're going to say if, if you have anything more to say on that subject. But uh, I don't. No. Will Sparks. Do, okay, like that's it. No, that's it. We got it. It's done. Yeah, no. Off we go. Off yeah, we go. There you go. It's done. So. Uh, that's all we're gonna we're gonna say. And... I'm hoping for Boston. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's new in Boston? Nothing new here. Nothing changes around here. I don't know how Bill Fines changes in Indianapolis, but he searches oh, for the fine tooth comb. He makes them up. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I do have He'll one buy air stations check. and change them himself. I, I have one air check yeah. of Jerry Williams on WMEX where he had a fight, and it was a fist fight on the air in 1961. With Boston committeeman Jack, committeeman Jack Knowlesworth. Now, okay. I don't really know much. I don't really know much about Jack Knowlesworth, but I do know. I don't either. I don't think he ever won anything because I don't even remember the name. So it had to do with insurance, and I don't know much about it. However, it was pretty interesting when I heard it, and I didn't realize it. And of course, I really liked Jerry Williams at the time. He was a very good talk show host, and you know. I love it because I would always imitate because my, my roommate from college was from Lemonster, Massachusetts, and I would say, yeah, Jerry, we're going to Roxbury. You know, and, and Chris, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, you, you know that same call was on right. every week. So, yep. All right, nice. so uh, that's all I can say. Uh, at, since we don't have any more extra news here, we're just kind of filling for a little bit of time because um, I, I want to get Dave and Dave. Will you start that radio news? I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Urban One makes changes to the radio landscape in Charlotte, North Carolina. A wolf returns to Orlando, Florida. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and conclude our look at the Nielsen August Personal People Meter Readings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and Urban One makes news. Let's go back to the beginning of March, when Urban One upgraded the signal on 92.7 of frequency, licensed the suburbs of Charlotte, North Carolina. The station is adopted the calls WFNZ-FM, and we knew it would only be a matter of time before changes would be made at that radio station. Well, now those changes have occurred. The programming that was heard on radio station WFNZ-AM has now moved to WFNZ-FM. That means WFNZ-FM is carrying the sports that was heard on radio station WFNZ-AM. WFNZ-AM is now broadcasting the hip-hop format that was on WFNZ-FM. I know that sounds a little confusing. And WFNZ-AM is now called The Block on 102.5 FM via a translator and the block is also heard on 105.3 WOSF HC2. Now let's move to Orlando, Florida, where changes have been made at radio station WFYY FM's HC2 signal. Six weeks after dumping the country format on WFYY FM, the station is now doing country on its HG2 channel. So the wolf that had left Florida is now back on the air as an HG2 signal. WFYY FM is owned and operated by JVC Broadcasting. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. In Tampa, Florida, the Tampa Bay Lightning hockey team has found a new home on the radio. They'll be heard on radio station WHPT-FM owned and operated by Cox Media. Cox Media programs a hot talk format on this radio station and the loser is iHeartMedia which for many years had the rights to the Tampa Bay Lightning on radio station WFLA-AM in Tampa, Florida. In El Paso, 
Tulsa, Texas, WQBU-AM, transmitting on a frequency of 920, has gone dark. The station, since 2018, have been broadcasting the CBS Sports Radio format. The station is owned and operated by Grupo Radio Central, and the folks at Grupo Radio Central say that they had to take the station silent because they lost their transmitter tower site. Right now, Grupo Radio Central is looking for a new tower site for this radio station. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Now let's move to iHeartMedia, where it's all about consolidation for this company. Two longtime market presidents have left the company. Kelly Keebler has departed as longtime Dallas regional president after 25 years with the company. Matt Martin has also left the company. He was the regional president for their operations in San Antonio, Texas and Austin, Texas. Paul Covino, Detroit regional president, will add oversight of Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, and Dallas, Texas. There's also further news from the iHeart Dallas front as radio station KEGL program director Don Davis has resigned. In the two-hour afternoon show, The Treehouse, which aired Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. till 7 p.m., has also been canceled. What further changes are going on at radio station KEGL-FM? We don't know, but we'll let you know in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. In Miami, Florida, Hope Media has purchased radio station WLFE-FM. With the sale of this radio station, Hope Media will change the format from contemporary Christian to Spanish Christian. Now let's continue our look at what's happening in Florida by moving our microphones to Fort Myers, Florida. With the sale of radio station WAVV-FM to Fort Myers Broadcasting Company, many changes have been made to the radio station. Most notably, key members of the radio station on-air staff have been laid off. With the exception of Paul Conrad, who continues doing mornings, and some account executives, gone is Kenny Lamb, who was the operations manager for the radio station and midday host, and chief engineer Al Boxer, who was the afternoon drive host at the radio station. Chuck Knight, who programs the radio station WINK-FM in Fort Myers, Florida, will add the responsibilities of programming radio station WAVV-FM as well. In San Antonio, Texas, Univision has changed the format of one of its Spanish radio stations. The station was Latin Mix KMYO-FM, but the Latin Mix is gone in favor of a more 95.1 with a soft Spanish adult contemporary format. Finally, Sirius Satellite Radio is ending one of its popular channels. Since 2016, the Garth Brooks channel, Channel 55, has been on the air. However, at the end of the month, Garth Brooks is ending his touring, which will end the Garth Brooks channel on September 30th. Now let's conclude our look at the Nielsen August Personal People Meter Ratings. In Portland, Oregon, News Talk reigns supreme with the number one and two rank radio stations. The number one rank radio station is KXLFM with the News Talk format, and the number two rank radio station is KOPB-FM, also programming a News Talk format. The number three rank radio station in Portland, Oregon is KKCWFM with an adult contemporary format. In Charlotte, North Carolina, the number one rank radio station is WKKTFM with a country format. The number two rank radio station is WKQCFM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Charlotte, North Carolina is WBAVFM with an urban adult contemporary format. In San Antonio, Texas, the number one rank radio station is KONOFM with a classic its format. The number two rank radio station is KQXT-FM with an adult contemporary format. Finally, the number three rack radio station in San Antonio, Texas is KISS-FM with a rock format. In Salt Lake City, Utah, the number one rank radio station is KNRS-FM with a news talk format. The number two rank radio station is KODJ-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Salt Lake City, Utah is KBZN-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In Sacramento, California, the number one rank radio station is KNCI-FM with a country format. The number two rank radio station is KSEG FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Sacramento, California is KFBK AM 
with the news talk format. In Las Vegas, Nevada, the number one ranked radio station is KKLZ-FM with the classic its format. The number two ranked radio station is KISF-FM with the regional Mexican format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Las Vegas, Nevada is KMXB-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the number one ranked radio station is WDVE-FM with a rock format. The number two ranked radio station is WWSW-FM with a classic its format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is WRRK-FM with an adult its format. In Orlando, Florida, the number one ranked radio station is WMMO-FM with a classic its format. The number two ranked radio station is WCFB-FM with an urban format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Orlando, Florida is WXGL-FM with a pop CHR format. In Cincinnati, Ohio, things are status quo with the number one, two, and three ranked radio stations. The number one ranked radio station is WLWAM with a news talk format. The number two ranked radio station is WGRR-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Cincinnati, Ohio is WUBE-FM with a country format. In Kansas City, Missouri, the number one ranked radio station is KCMO-FM with a classic hits format. The number two rank radio station is KCFB-FM with a classic rock format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Kansas City, Missouri is KFKF-FM with a country format. In Cleveland, Ohio, the number one rank radio station is WZAK-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WMJI-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Cleveland, Ohio is WTAM-AM with a news talk format. Finally, in Columbus, Ohio, the number one rank radio station is WNCI-FM with a pop CHR format. The number two ranked radio station is WOSU FM with the news talk format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Columbus, Ohio is WTVN AM, also programming a news talk format. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials we heard on the radio this past week. Number one was Progressive Insurance, followed by Zip Recruiter, Indeed, Lowe's Home Improvement Centers, and Babel. Finally, we have to congratulate two radio stations which are celebrating 100 years. In Syracuse, New York, we say congratulations to WSYR AM. And in Sacramento, California, we say congratulations to radio station KFBK AM as well. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. All right, very good. Uh, that's our radio news, and we do have a hand raised. Wow, you get an award. That's great. Uh, well, I don't yeah, know what the award is, but uh, maybe the award might be a, a, a bottle of gin, right, uh, Bernie? Something like that. <laughs> that's the award you, you want. That's the you bottle of gin. Yeah. yeah, they got it. Lionel, Extra I know your, your hand is raised. Can you so unmute I, yourself, please? Oh, go ahead, Bernie. Go ahead. As, as it turns out, I guess I do have a little bit of stuff to talk about. Uh, Bill would have been disappointed if I didn't. But yeah, uh, you mentioned Urban One, and it made me think about the fact that in Indianapolis, they really don't know what their timetable is. Um, right now, we're all still in the MS building. Their stations are in their building. Now, there is not nearly enough room in their building for all of us to be together. And is Jeff Smolian, uh, is he forcing them out of out of, the, out of his building at this point, or is he uh, going not along? Not that I know of. I haven't heard that. But, I mean, the, the point is there's all kinds of speculation as to how long we will be in the MS building. Uh, one rumor was till the end of the year. The rumor yesterday was for another year and a half. Wow. And well, you know, I'm thinking, a, I, are you familiar with Bob and Sherry, Bernie? 
Yeah. They, they do a morning show and it's syndicated. They've self-syndicated the morning show. They would have had no problems with Urban One. And they said this publicly, so I'm not saying anything that's that's confidential. They said the biggest problem that they found with Urban One, of course, now they're, they're in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that uh, well, she she's in Charlotte, North Carolina. I forgot where where he is, and because they they do they do them from separate locations now. But the biggest thing that they felt was wrong with Urban One. I'm not and I'm not saying this is wrong or right, but but I have my own opinions on it because I, I'll tell you about that in a second. Is that every time the um, the decision had to be made, everything had to go through a committee. And right, I worked at a radio station like that when I was in college. And when it, when it, when it, it took forever just to get something done, you had to yeah. wait for the committee to vote on it. I mean, I just think it's the most <clears throat> asinine way to run a radio station. Uh, uh, it was a Christian well, I station I was doing real, work for. The real okay. concern is how they're going to work all this out, because if they don't have enough room in their building, really, my thought is, why don't they all just move to the Ibis building and rent from Jeff, you know, and sell their building? Yeah. It just seems yeah. like that would be the easiest way to do yeah. it. Well, they might just well, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. And of course, the worst thing is, you guys are still working there, and that's not the worst thing. But the worst thing is that that you don't know, and it's, and this uncertainty of not knowing what's going on, and knowing that they really don't know what's going on because they're just getting a handle on what's on what the Indianapolis market is like for your and how to meld your company into their company. Uh, you know, how, because there there are two different ways of doing things, so. You know, that, that's the only thing I was going to say about that. Uh, do you think I'm on the right track here, Bernie? I, I, I don't know. I mean, you, you work. Oh, yeah, I, but I, I still think they would they would almost be better off just renting from Jeff because Makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to have to, at one point, get an entirely new building the way I see it. Uh, because they can't, I can't imagine that they could build out on the building they're in now. It's pretty small. So, and I don't know if I'm going to be there that long anyway. So I, I may yeah. not want to stay after a certain point, you know. Have you met? Uh, have, you, have you physically met the people from Urban One and talked to them at all, or have, uh, have, have they? I've met or, them. Yeah. Um, I haven't said, "Hey, so what do you think about my chances of uh, staying with you guys?" Uh, <laughs> well, and, and, and you know what? They wouldn't tell you the truth anyway. If they really wanted to get rid of you, no, they would. They're not going to tell they're you not, that at, at a meeting no. like that. You'll get the right, dear Mister, uh, you know, dear, dear Mister Egan. Uh, with, we we. We appreciate all the appreciate services. Appreciate your service. And, and yeah, thank you very that. much. Good luck but, in your future uh, endeavors. We'll have to let you go. Yes. Yeah. What, but, I, what, I, don't think, I don't think they're going to let me go. I, I think it's going to be up to me, but it could come to a point where if the equipment changes, yeah. that, may, that may seal the deal anyway. So mm-hmm. it's a wait and see thing. Well, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, but again, I had the same problem when I was working. In, this is not radio. But I was working at the time for the Easter Seal Society of Central New York. And what we had to do is I was doing public relations and fundraising. And I didn't know. And I knew that the person that had taken over the organization because another person was let go that ran the place while I was there wasn't keen on people who couldn't see. Now, I wasn't looking to file a lawsuit. It was a one-year grant for what they call a CETA grant or Comprehensive Employment Training Act. And I knew they probably weren't going to renew me. But – but they but they offered the uh, full time positions to all the sighted employees, and I knew that there was a problem. But I wasn't going to sue because I knew I'd win the battle and lose the war, and I really didn't want to work there anyway. But but the feeling that you know that that things just aren't right is uh, is what bothered me for the last month I was there. I was I was getting home from work and getting really sick because it was really bothering me. Yeah, and I had to yeah, learn that'll more. do it. 
I had to That's learn fun. not to do yeah. that. So, and even when I worked for the state of New York, and I, I'm not saying anything that I haven't said before, uh, that that being blind, you have to. I felt that mm. I had to be better than all the sighted people because no matter you what I did, did, it was always. And yep. I would go home getting really sick, and my dad said, "Look, yeah. you can only do as good as you can do." Uh, I wish they were alive. But I could put. It, it it's like if you get hired at a radio station, and you're a blind person, there's going to be some sighted person going, "Hey, wait a minute." I can see, and they hired him. What's the yeah. deal? You know, well, here's, so the, here's, uh, here's what I got when I was when I was hired to the radio station. I'm not a radio station for the state of New York. I got this. What I wanted to get the promotion. I had filled out the application for the promotion. I had passed the exam, and, and my boss goes, "Well, why do you want the promotion? We want to give it to a competent, sighted person." I said, "What do you mean? I'm not competent. I'm doing the work that only a blind person can do, and I'm doing very specialized work. I'm working with." the web developers to make sure their development websites are user-friendly for screen reading software. And you're telling me that I'm not competent. Yeah, well, ridiculous. I, I went up to, I yeah. went up to the head of the bureau and said, look, this is not going to happen. I said, I, I'm not, look, I'm not looking to cause trouble, but I'm entitled to that promotion because I've have, I have the qualifications and I got the promotion, but Good. I don't like doing that, Bernie. And no one likes doing that, but you have to sometimes no. stick up. So, so, Lionel, I know your hand is up. Can you unmute yourself, please? Oh, I think this is the first time I've been in here without Bill. <laughs> wow, lucky me. Um, let's talk my, about my least favorite subject, money, money, money. Um, I'm kind of surprised that uh, the BIA report says that uh, <clears throat> WTOP, excuse me, is the top biller for, I believe, the 2021 year. I'm surprised that any of the other three bad boys didn't uh, rank as high as... Well, I I, I had I read the article. It's going to go in next week's newscast, so I don't have it right in front of me. Uh, yeah. But it's it's an interesting time for radio, Lionel. It's a very interesting time for radio. Um, we are under economic conditions that are not perfect, and, and they will get better at some point. But, see, inflation is nothing new in this country. Chris, you remember back in 1973 when we had the inflation oh, yeah. back then? Uh, and it was horrible. I mean, my, my dad would tell me, what we, the only thing you can do is cut back. Then we had inflation. We had a recession back in, 19, uh, back in 1980 when I first started working for the state. Um, yep. we, were, we were going through a recession. And, and he would say the same. Well, I, you have well we to, had what Ronald Reagan called the misery index, 10% unemployment, 10% inflation a year. That thank was, you, Lionel. Thank you, Lionel. Yeah. And, and, he but, said to me, but, and he said to me, well, you have to cut back. And I would say... How can I? How can I? Uh, how can I cut back if I'm cutting back as much as I'm cutting back now? I mean, the- yeah, right. Yeah. You know, the thing that maybe helps a station, and again, we'll get into the whole thing next week, and we'll hear what the other stations are. T- what you don't hear on an all news station is, and your next half hour of news is on the way after this ten minute stoppage for commercials. Yeah. The one thing they yeah. do is they'll have you know seven or eight minutes of news, three or four commercials, seven or eight of news, three or four commercials. And people know, and there's a time clock in everybody's head, traffic on the threes, weather on the vent, and they all know what's going to happen when, and everybody can predict what they want to hear, what, you know, waiting for this, they're waiting for that. And that's the way to run a radio station and not have, the, have these, like you say, uh, Bernie, roadblocks of t- 15 minutes of commercials sure. you know, between right. the half-hour music sweeps. One of the big know? problems that, 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 is up, that these all news stations are going to have is that it's uh, – is that they're reporting the news when it happens? But if, however, I I found out about what they're reporting about uh, from 
from from Twitter, Facebook, and other sources as well. So there, there's sure, but everybody isn't able to. You know, somebody's at their desk and they're 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 working and whatever, and or they're in their workshop or they're driving and they're not able to look at Twitter. They're not able to do these things. They're they're been in meetings. You know, so this is where news radio news radio's got a niche. News radio's going to do okay. They're going to hang in there pretty better than almost anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, there's I not as I, many like there were 20 years ago. There's yeah, not as many. No, but the ones that, that are around and in the right places, you have to have a place where something's happening. You can't have it in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, it's not going to really work for national news, you know, as, as NBC tried. But if you have, you know, your, your big cities, New York, Boston, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, Washington, you're going to have enough news to keep them going. Well, and the other thing is. The other thing is, is that all news radio has to be relevant, and if you and you and you can't run an all news radio station on, on a on a string. I mean, you have to run it to, to no, do well. Can't. And the other part of the problem, and I can tell you this, Bernie, you you pegged it immediately. The big problem is, well, why is it not doing as well now, but it was doing well a month ago? And it's where they sample the personal people meter ratings and those sure. those people meter. But if you remember back, and I I I worked a little bit in radio back in the uh, back in the seventies, part time and stuff like that. They said the same thing about the diaries, and of course, remember at that time it wasn't just it wasn't just Nielsen. You had Pulse, and I remember when it was Nielsen, oh. Pulse, and Hooper. So I and, and there were three different and there companies. Was, uh, something called uh, Birch as well. Oh, I mean. that's right, Birch. I forgot about Birch. <clears throat> I forgot yeah. about that. And so, it you know, no one is. It's never a perfect world when you come to ratings, and there no, were always. Not. And have you ever read those diaries, Bernie? I, I, I had a friend of mine who was a program director in Syracuse and right. actually went down to Greenbelt, Maryland, or wherever, where the, to read yeah. the diary. And you're lucky that some of the people, you could read the writing in some of the people's yeah. in, in those diaries. So it is not a yeah, perfect uh, science. Our, our program director went down there once, and he, he came back and he goes, hey, I saw your name in a diary. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And I'm you like, started to say, play the song by Brad, right? After that, or is yeah, okay, this diary from Brad. I, I don't remember now, but your name was right there. Yeah. Well, well you know, the funny thing, speaking of that, is news. Uh, I don't think we've had, and you know, it's been a long time, and I would remember, but I don't know if that we've ever had WTAM in the top three in Cleveland. That, that's it's, it has of, been a while. It has definitely been a while. However, and I'm going to say, well, when the, when the virus started, when the COVID first started, basically, at that point, a lot of the talk stations, a lot of the news stations were doing, were doing very well. Now, yeah, again, they, like, they, I'm a big, I'm big, I'm very partial to WINS. I always tell you that because I, when I go to bed at night, I turn that on because I can't sleep to nothing. And, uh, and I listen <laughs> to them. But the biggest problem with, 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 with is, again, is where the diaries are. And they're also facing cutbacks, too. Let, don't kid yourself. But you don't you don't notice it as much on the air with them. The big cutback that I found with them is that they used to do sports at fifteen and forty five, and they used people from WFAN to do the sports. Or before that, they used people from Shadow, which was the the traffic and sports yeah. uh, service. And they're not doing that. They they just aren't doing that. But but that doesn't seem to have affected them. And remember, there are always radio stations. That, no matter how well they do in the book or don't do well in the book, they still do well advertising wise, and they and they build quite well. Wins build, yep. and the, when you look at the top billing stations, even though they weren't number one, they were at the bottom. They still build 31, 32, 33, I forgot, $31 million. I'm not talking about 1000 $31 million. I mean, well, I think the other thing, too, is they know the people who listen to a news station, and to some degree sports stations, but particularly the news stations, they're actually paying attention to what's being said. 
And well, so if you put an ad on to people who are actually paying attention to what's being said, instead of people that are, oh, I want to hear some music, uh, you know, they'll, they'll drift away, but they know that they, and again, it's only three or four minutes and then they'll be back to the next thing. And uh, well, they know, they know how it works. They know the and, schedule. And at least in the case of WINS, they always tell you, give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the world because they know there's going to be a very high tune out factor. No one, no one is crazy like me that would sit there and listen to them all afternoon and just to look. But right. I'm, I'm, I'm doing other things in the background. But, but you're not a good ad because you could go fall asleep. So, you know, like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I listen, to, I listen <laughs> to them at night, Bill. I, Chris, I, but, but, during I, know, the day, I but during the daytime, I'll listen to them, but I'll be on the computer doing something. Yeah, or I'll, you that's know, right. So I'm doing right. a bunch of different things in the background, but it's, it, it's something that just drones on and on in the background. And that's a, and you know, that's the way it is. Hey, you know what? I think it's time. Um, Jennifer. Uh, it's time for Jennifer's uh, call letter and format changes. So, Dave, when, when, you have, when you're ready, the crank, well, I would say turn the crank, Frank, but just push that button, and we'll get to hear from Jennifer. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of September 22nd. WHTX AM 1570, Warren, Ohio, changes format from classic hits to talk and changes slogan from News Talk 1540 to Real Talk 1540. W-Y-O-H A-M 1540, Niles, Ohio, changes slogan from News Talk 1540 to Real Talk 1540, W-Y-O-H. K-K-H-A FM 92.5, Markham, Texas, Changes format from adult contemporary to classic hits. K-O-U-I-F-M 90.7 Louisville, Mississippi. Changes slogan from the gospel station to Joy Christian Radio. K-Q-K-D-A-M 1380 Redfield, South Dakota. Changes slogan from KQ 1380 to KQ KD AM 1380 FM 99.9 WJYI FM 103.1 Tifton, Georgia. Changes slogan from the voice of a back to ABAC Radio, WRCO AM 1450, Richland Center, Wisconsin, changes calls to WRCE AM and changes format from oldies to talk and changes slogan from great songs, great radio to the RC, WUZZ AM 1280, Newcastle, Pennsylvania, changes slogan from ESPN 1280 to WUZZ 1280.97.5. WXCO AM 1230, Wausau, Wisconsin, changes slogan from Sports Fan 98.9 to Bull falls radio and those are your call letter and format changes for this week for all thanks radio i'm jennifer sparks wishing all of you a good week okay thank you very much jennifer that was a abbreviated call letter and format changes but i know that uh, the next few weeks i'm sure there'll be more call letter and formats to talk about so uh, that's all we can say about that one and yeah we're uh, gonna uh, what will be the first christmas station um yeah. no, it won't be us 
<laughs> what, why do you say that, Bernie? Well, because we never start until right around Thanksgiving. And there's always somebody who, who goes well before Thanksgiving. Yeah. We usually here they start the Friday before Thanksgiving. I think I've seen mostly yeah. here. The, the iHeart stations all start early November. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of them do. So I just know it won't be us, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> you know, if you yeah. like Christmas, you could do what I like to do occasionally, and I can tune to Channel 76 on uh, iHeart, on the XM radio and listen to the Holiday Channel 24-7, no matter what right. day of the week it is. So you can listen to all the Christmas you want. And then there's another internet radio station that plays 24 hours of Christmas music as well. So it's 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 out there for the beholding for those who'd like to uh, partake of it. So yeah, I, I I like Christmas music and don't get me wrong, but you know after a while, what the problem with a lot of these stations and iHeart stations in particular is they play the same maybe yeah. three or four hundred, not even that, two and maybe two hundred Christmas songs over and over and over again. It just gets a bit much, and that's what uh, people want. And that's what they want. And again, as you, as you and I have talked about over and over again, they people say they don't want familiar. They're lying. They want it to yeah. be as familiar they, as they, they really believe that they don't. But they, what would yeah, happen is they it, would. It sounds know. like it would make them be boring if they did. But they can't think of yeah. themselves as boring. Yeah. But they are. And if, <laughs> if, of course they are. And if they, uh, <laughs> if they, if they found a station that played a deeper library, uh, they'd tune out eventually. You know, yeah. They just would. It would be too many songs they don't know. Do you think that's why Sirius, and, and my sister said the same thing. She said, well, I didn't know that. And, and we were talking on the phone last week, and I said to my sister Sharon, so I said, well, I was listening to Sirius Satellite Radio. I found a, so I found a channel I liked called Love Songs of the 70s just to see what it was. You know, it's one of their extra channels, which means it's not on their radios. Right. And... And she goes, well, I have Sirius Satellite Radio. I said, you do? Well, you never told me that. He goes, well, I don't tell you everything, do I? So <laughs> so I said to her, well, why don't you look at the extra channels? You may find some channels you may like. And I'm wondering if this is going to be the downfall of radio in a sense, Bertie, because they, they have classic rock. They have a number of different classic <clears throat> rock channels. They have the extra channels. They have classic rock barbecue, the top 1,000 classic rock songs, a classic rock party. Then they have classic vinyl, and they have classic rewind. Classic vinyl is more the stuff from the 60s and early 70s, and the classic rewind is a little bit later classic rock. So I'm wondering if, and then they have a thing called Deep Tracks, which plays uh, you know, a, lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the album cuts that you made. A lot made of Deep here. Tracks. Yeah, and they call them Deep <laughs> Tracks. They're, they're like six feet deep. But, it, but maybe in that particular way of the way they present their, their channels, they, they, that's why they're doing so well. If, when I hear them say that they have 6 million subscribers, you know, I remember when they couldn't even, they couldn't even get 100,000 subscribers at yeah. first. Yeah, I know. I and, know. Well, and I happened to be one of them, and I, and I swore that when they split up I the company, uh, I, when they split up the company, and it just beca- it became XM and Sirius together, that I would never go back because I, uh, but I, I did go back because uh, they, they didn't really, it, it, yes, it's well, not quite the same as the original XM. But it's still not bad. Uh, the the live channels are voice tracked. I mean, I know that, but hey, it is what it is. But I, they play music that I don't get to hear a lot on other radio stations. So that's that's. And why. it's not it's not just on it's not just on Sirius XM. Even your iHeart channels that are not on the radio. If you go on the iHeart app on your Lady A and go to this channel, they do go a lot deeper. And I think people are, that want to hear the music are going into those deeper channels, whether it be 
Sirius XM, iHeart, Amazon Music, Pandora, uh, Spotify, wherever they're going. They're not going to the radio for music unless they want to hear the same 20 songs, which they say they don't, but they really do. Well, I get that. But again, it's, it is different. I mean, the only thing I have a problem with and, and is, is it's taking that XM signal and pairing it with my Sonos speakers. And it's not, it's, it's not a Sonos issue. It's an Apple issue mm. because I'll, I'll do the AirPlay and it won't connect the first time. But if I do it again, it will connect the second time. Like it's got to make up its mind. So when they came out with iOS yeah. 16, they've had some bugs in the operating system. They just came out with a new update today, iOS 16.2. I haven't downloaded it yet. I'll download it uh, later on tonight or early tomorrow morning when there aren't too many people out there, so that you know that we can can you know kind of handle Slow it, it down, at, yeah. at, at right. that point. But again, I I was and I remember that my I w- if my my parents were alive, I would say to them, you know, eventually the radio is going to be paid for. You'll be listening to radio on the satellite. And my dad would say, "I'll never pay for radio," but mm-hmm. then, but then, when they got cable TV in the uh, housing in the place where he was living, I'll never pay for cable, I'll never pay. But he was one of the first to get to to get it when go. he first came into the complex because yeah. he wanted to watch Homebox mm-hmm. Office, he wanted to watch sports, he couldn't get on the regular stations. So if people say they won't pay for radio or they won't pay for this or that, mm-hmm. you're you're wrong. They they will mm-hmm. always be a market for people who will want to pay. And yep. pay, and I think and you'll, pay and pay. you'll have the, like I said off the air before the show. I think you'll have the free stuff that'll be on the iHeart app or the Odyssey app. Everybody's got, and iHeart allows what about twenty other companies on their on their app, and Odyssey's starting to let a few. I think that's where it's going to go for the free stuff. The only station, the but only you're not going to get as much music. And one of the only companies that's not available on any other players is is Town Square Media. They they have their own app for the iPhone and their own app for the for your uh, for your Sonos speakers. It's called Radio Pup. That's the name of their app. And they do not allow their radio stations on TuneIn. They do not have their radio stations on iHeart, and they do not have their radio stations available on the Odyssey platform. And that's the only major company that 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 is like that. Uh, Cumulus is available on iHeart. It's available on Odyssey, and it's available on TuneIn. So. And- even your smaller companies are start, are on one of the three. Most of your smaller, you know, you don't your quote unquote mom and pop. You don't have many, but they yeah. know that they have to be on one of the three. WMEX yeah. and WATD are on Odyssey. Yep, I know that. So, well, how about if we do this? Let's hear about Kevin Harlan. So, Dave, when you have, when you're ready, can you bring that Kevin Harlan piece up? Okay, ready to go. Yep. <clears throat> Any countdown or anything, or just like. Yeah, just do it. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome live to Miami, Florida. We are in beautiful Joe Robbie Stadium for this first round of the AFC playoffs between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. Both teams have tremendous quarterbacks. Kansas City, the compelling story of Steve DeBerg, and for the Dolphins, the irrepressible one, Danny Marino. Destined for the Hall of Fame, another tremendous season with the Dolphins in throwing the football. Great. Want to do another one, or is that it? Yeah, if you want to. You got something else you want to say? I don't know. I just, I just think of that as I was going along. Uh, I'll give you one more thing you have two to choose from. Okay. This would be my big break, see? <clears throat> From 1985 to 1993, Kevin Harlan was the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. An incredible run by the Nigerian Nightmare. Oh, hit it, sacked. Oh, baby, what a play. We had a lot of people that would listen to our broadcast in the stands. And during one of the highlights, I said, oh, baby, what a play. Didn't think anything about it. He's gone. He's gone. 
So my wife and I are listening to the post-game show and all the calls. And these people call in, and the host says, hey, you're on the air. Hi, we're in the Arrowhead parking lot. Hold on. And I hear one, two, three, and they go, oh, baby, what a play. They, they said it, and it kind of became, uh, and that, was, that really has been the only time that I've ever had like a phrase, and I would save it for a big play and only use it once again. It was just like a magical time. That was so fun. The big break he joked about earlier came in 1994, courtesy of someone you might have heard of. We were doing the AFC Championship game, and I'm walking across the field in Buffalo, and here comes Steve Sable and Carl Peterson, Chiefs General Manager, across the field, and we're going to pass each other. And Carl says, we were just talking about you. And I said, you were? And he entered, this is Steve Sable. Hi, Steve, nice to meet you. And Fox had just gotten the rights to the NFL. And he said, uh, Fox called me, and they wanted to know the top three, in my opinion, the top three radio announcers doing teams in the NFL. And your name was one of the names I gave them. Christening of the NFL on Fox. 2021 is Harlan's 36th consecutive season calling NFL games. Happy holidays, everyone. He's called the last 11 Super Bowls for Westwood One Radio. The Lombardi Trophy is going back home to Green Bay. Welcome back to the Superdome in New Orleans. We have had a power outage. has a long list of memorable calls. And the cat is in the CDW red zone. He's walking to the three. And the cat wouldn't leave the field. And then the Jersey State Troopers come out there, and they're chasing it. He's at the two. The cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. He even once called two games at the same time. Williams digs and turns. Kirk Strews for six. What a run. If the Chiefs win and New England loses, the Chiefs I broke CBS protocol. Meanwhile, Miami has first and goal down by four. Here, Butker kicks the extra point. So I was literally doing this. I was watching. It was boom. This was happening. This was happening. And Fitzpatrick throws in the end zone. Touchdown, Miami! The Dolphins have just scored. And when we called that, there was a delay. And as they found out, they all began to jump in unison. And the crowd now knows it. And it was really a perfect sequence. I'm getting confused. What game are you calling? I'm calling both games. <laughs> it seems about right. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, 19... Uh, 77 was the last time I was in this in this booth. Our high school had a radio station run by the students, a 10-watt radio station, and I tried out and I got the job and that's kind of how I got started. I came up here and did the, the broadcast with another student, but we had to set up the equipment as I did a lot of times. And then, you know, like spotting boards and things like that, I didn't know what I was doing. And I just, just got pieces of paper and, and just probably wrote names and numbers. I remember the very first game he ever did, and I, I was very concerned. I, <laughs> I wasn't sure how he would do or how comfortable we would be. But I was surprised at how well it went. And he had the knack for it. Harlan was comfortable in a press box because he grew up in one. 
His father, who was once the PR director for the St. Louis Baseball Cardinals, was the president and CEO of the Packers for nearly two decades. He would come down springtime with me in spring training. So he was always around sports figures and always involved in the games. And then when he was a ball boy, I know when they gave him a little time off, first thing he did is go to the radio booth and start broadcasting Packer games, make believe. The stadium was empty, and I could yell and scream as much as I wanted to. I'd shut the door, you know, no one was up there. It was in the middle of the summer in training camp. I said, all right, here's Fran Tarkenty now for the Minnesota Vikings at the 25-yard line. Gets the snap, hands off to Chuck Foreman. You know, I'd do these imaginary games when I was 11, 12, and 13 years old at Lambeau Field. And so that was a pretty cool thing to do. Like his father before him, Kevin also raised his kids at Lambeau Field. Growing up, going to these stadiums, my siblings would always want to go on the field and get a picture and hopefully, you know, see a star player and whatever. I knew very young I wanted to get into broadcasting. Is it on? It's on, my sweetie. So growing up and seeing production trucks, audio booths, producers, directors, how they're having a spotter at a game and throwing stats on the floor, I knew what I was getting into. And what grade are you in? In 2018, Kevin and Olivia became the first ever father-daughter pair to call a regular season NFL game. Of course, it was at Lambeau Field. This is Kevin Harlan along with Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner. Our sideline reporter tonight, Olivia Harlan-Decker. And Olivia will join us shortly live from the sideline here at Lambeau. It's so full circle. It, it kind of gives you chills. I think we were both so focused on the game, it didn't resonate at that point. Now here we are three years later, and it certainly does. What is with immense pride that I now send it down to the sideline to our reporter tonight, Olivia Harlan-Decker. Dad, thank you, and it's great to get the toss from you like that. That sure is a lot of fun. I think when I did that game with my dad, I was nervous just because it was our first time really on air together. So there's that immediate, he can't text me, slow down. He can't text me, visualize periods. He's on the same broadcast. I wanted to nail that game. I wanted to be so good that game because it made our broadcast better because it'd make him proud. You know, you, you serve the listener, you serve the viewer. But in that game, I was, I was working for my dad. My dad would say to me, as you go through this business, you're not always gonna be the smartest, the best, the most talented, but what you can control is being the most prepared. He does his own boards, always has. A lot of play-by-play -play announcers don't. And I truly think his, not only preparation for the game, but his approach to the presentation is unmatched. Over the pylon, that is a touchdown! We're probably the only people in Green Bay who every year when the Super Bowl comes up, we turn down the sound on television, we put a radio in the back hallway and listen to Kevin Harlan do the game on Westwood One. An amazing night at home for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Our family business is NFL. <laughs> it's, it's unique, um, but it, it just makes us us, and, and you can tell the pride we carry. I just figured that it was one of those jobs that would give me a chance to kind of you know, fall in the footsteps of my dad, who, um... Um... Fall in the footsteps of my dad, who was, like, so into, you know, running the Packers, and... 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 
I, I watched him all the time dealing with writers and broadcasters and players and coaches and and I was so lucky to look behind the curtain so to speak you know to see how all this worked I love the NFL I was around it growing up saw everything that anyone could possibly see in the press box on the field and at practice so I feel like I've got the best job in the world well there you go all right, very good. Kevin Harlan, yep, no. I like that piece. That was a very well done He's piece. Excellent. He's yeah, excellent. Too. And he 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 was also he was also the voice of the Minnesota Timberwolves in the NBA and he works for TNT and CBS. He does college basketball for CBS, NFL for CBS, and uh NBA for TNT. So really, he'll go in about a month or so when the NBA starts, he'll be doing Sunday football, Monday night Westwood One Radio and then Tuesday NBA. And then uh, he he's had a lot of the interesting. They played the cat uh, clip with yeah. cat running for the touchdown. But he also in the twenty twenty one he had the streaker running around and the guy the guy in the Super Bowl. He had the, at TNT this last year. He had the Memphis goal Memphis and I forget who they were playing and where the person the the protester chained herself to a uh, to the backboard and he was doing the play by play of her chaining herself. So he gets the very interesting. Stuff, but yeah, he he was also the voice of the University of Missouri and the old Kansas City Kings while he was with the Chiefs. And his wife told a story how during the pandemic, you know, they were doing the games from home, and so he had something set up in his basement. He always does the West Coast TNT games a lot of times, and so his wife said she couldn't go to sleep before midnight in their home in Kansas City because <laughs> she'd hear him yelling from the basement. She had to wait till like twelve thirty. And the Chiefs have had before him, and we had featured him too a few uh, months ago, Wayne Larravee, who uh, is now doing the Packers games, but then did before that the Bears and before Mm -hmm. that the Chiefs. And now they've got Mitch Holtis, who's an excellent announcer. He's the big touchdown, Kansas City, when you hear the highlights. Uh, That's one of the, you know, if the Chiefs ever score a touchdown, they always play his highlights because that's his big uh, signature thing. So they've had quite a heritage of announcers. As you were growing up, I mean, now I'm not. I always, I always yell and say I'm not really a sports person. But my sister says, "Well, you know more sports than you think." And you, were, but my parents had the season tickets for the New York Giants. So when I was a right. kid growing up, uh, and the reason that my parent, my, my my sister has the season tickets because that they had they had to be in the will. So there's there are three tickets, and they have to sometimes sell a ticket because they can't get someone who wants to go to the games. But now they might because the Giants have are they won two look, games. They, yeah, two they won two games. But when I was a kid. Um, the Giants uh, uh, announcer, at least uh, on WNAWAM in New York, was Marty Glickman. That's right. And I really enjoyed his announcing. Um, oh yeah. Not not football. That wasn't his. You know, he was not a football player. I don't think. Maybe let's he was a track what he was. He, he was, was a track sprinter. Star. He was a track star. He was on the he was on the 1936 Olympic team that, of course, went to uh, Berlin for the Olympics and. Avery Brundage, who was the chair of our Olympic committee at the time, said he and there was another Jewish kid on the team should not compete, even though they had qualified for the that would be rubbing it in poor Adolf's nose. And we're not going to do that. So, uh, you know, they uh, didn't allow Marty to compete in that Olympics. Right. Or the yeah, other we, actually did a, we did, we a, did a feature on that. that on. Yeah, uh, we just went Marty Glickman yeah. was one of my favorite. He was very upset about but. He had no hard feelings for Jesse Owens, who actually did very well. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that was fine. They it was were Avery very close. Brundage. 
But the thing is, he also did, Marty Glickman did uh, basketball for the Knicks for years on the radio before, uh, really before our time. And, uh, you know, did Dodger pre and post game shows on, on WHN and then later WMGM when they had the Dodgers. And so, and, and he was a sprinter, but he just learned, I think he went to Syracuse, if I recall. Yes. And he just learned learned the craft and and uh, just wanted to be a broadcaster. And then later in the the late eighties and the early nineties, he worked for NBC and trained and worked with other announcers, you know, to polish things up uh, with them and stuff. And he also did play by play for the New York Jets for our, uh, he did up, up he, until he the end, about twenty years. Yep. And, 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 getting, and getting back to getting back to Kevin Harlan real quick, he is one of those guys who even when you watch him on TV, you can tell he had his training in radio and yeah. he's more of a because you can still follow him on TV. There's a lot of guys on TV nowadays you have trouble following. But Kevin Harlan, when you watch one of his NFL or college basketball on CBS or NBA game on TV, on TNT, you know what's going on. You're exactly right. We had a guy here in Indianapolis like that uh, who's, who's part of the Indy uh, 500 team at one time, Jerry Baker. And Jerry started out doing a lot of radio play-by-play. Then he went to TV, and I'm like, Jerry, this is great, man. You're doing the very same kind of play-by-play on TV. I yep. loved it. Yep. Did, did, were you a racing person as well, Bernie? Did you like car racing? Did you like to listen no. to the Indy Five? You didn't. See, I used to love no, listening. I've to never, I've never been to the race at all. And there was a guy named Howdy Bell who worked the, the, the races on tele on on the radio in Indiana. Indiana, and I don't yep. know if you know if he if he did other radio work, but I know he definitely was involved with oh, the yeah. Indy. So I don't know much about yeah, how he work on. Uh, he used to work on WFBM here in town. He did uh, did a talk show. Oh, he day. did. So, yeah. So again, my uh, the other sports announcer I liked was because uh, I liked uh, uh, Jim Gordon. Uh, Chris, you yeah. remember Jim Gordon because he was oh, uh, sure. an old time announcer from the. He did hockey games. He did the Ranger hockey. He did. Games. Uh, he did the Rangers. Yeah, when the Rangers were on WCBS for a year, and the Knicks, uh, and they had the Knicks and Rangers for a, a year. They had Marty on the basketball and Jim on the on the hockey, and then uh, they, you know, they the Knicks and Rangers couldn't get a radio home for about five years. If you remember, Jeff, they used to have uh, trouble getting on. They, they had uh, uh, Lester Smith do it on WOR on Saturday nights, and Bill Mazur. Because the thing was that none of the stations wanted to break away from their network programming, and the Knicks and Rangers weren't very good, so they couldn't sell the time. Finally, Marty Marty uh, um, uh, Marv Albert started to get them on with Tim T. Soup. That's how they get on. But Jim Gordon later came back and did the Giants uh, when Marty left. And then Marv Albert did him for a couple of years. But then he started to do the Giants in 77 and did him up through 94. And Bob Papa, who's still there, took over. Yeah, the other the other person I liked, and I, I don't know if you remember him, um, and he worked at WINS. He did sports in the 50s and maybe very early 60s. It was a guy named Les Kiter or Les Kiner. Yes. Oh, he yeah. did Les Kiter. He did the Giants, too, and he, they had been on WINS, I think, and he was doing them. And actually, those games got piped up into Providence and Boston, the CBS games, and he did them there for a couple of years in 58 and 59, and then Mel Allen, and then he left, and then Mel Allen came in and did them one year, and then the games, uh, then they were also on WCBS, but they sent them up to WEI and WPRO and so forth. Then in 1961, the games went to WNEW, and that's when Marty did them for, uh, you know, through 70 two and then he went over to the Jets. Well don't worry, Les Kinder didn't lose didn't really lose too much because he ended up going out to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and That's he right. was a TV sports anchor for Channel Six I Action News or Channel Six News. And yep. uh, he he did very well. And he passed away a few years ago and after after he got out of the radio business and he retired, he ended up moving to Hawaii. 
That's so, right. Uh, Actually, he did a lot of big boxing matches. He did the um, uh, uh, Ingemar Johansson, Floyd Patterson fights on national radio on ABC Radio. So he was a very good boxing announcer as well. Was it that in 1960 or something like that? Or, 59. Not... There was 59, 60, uh, uh, March of 59. Uh, no, June of 59, June of 60, and March of 61. They had three fights. Well, I stuck a radio into the, the boarding school for the blind that I went to so I could listen to the fight, and the, and, and the house parent saw it and, and took the radio away from me, so I wasn't able to listen to the fight. But I, I, oh, wow. A, and when, when he did, the last fight that I remember him doing was the Ali fight against uh, Sonny Liston when he won the championship. And, uh, you know, Howard was, Cosell was his color man, and actually they, they were between rounds, and the bell rang, and he was about to introduce Les, and he says, wait a minute, he's not coming out, he's not coming out. You know, you hear Howard yelling and screaming, because, you know, uh, that was it, with the listing had quit. I don't know. Do you think that today's sports announcers are as good as they were back in the old days? Like, you remember you remember the days when they had Clem McCarthy, yeah. and they had all these Graham right. McNamee, and they had no. all these... You, well, you, Graham McNamee was an entertainer. He wasn't as much of a sports fan. When you read about it, of course, he was gone. He died in the 40s, but he was gone before we came around. Now, the hockey and I'm sure, the boxing and the horse racing guy was Clem McCarthy. That's where you hear a lot of highlights of him. But the, the, some of them were entertainers, and some of them were, were nuts and bolts sports people. Right. And I think, you know, with the material they had, they were good. They, they were, a lot of it was shtick. You know, and a lot of what they did, it was interesting. I was talking about this in another context a few uh, days ago. They would say they'd get games because TV wasn't that prevalent yet. And things weren't on TV very often, especially around the country. You lived in, you know, maybe uh, New Orleans or Nashville. You didn't have a team, so you didn't see Major League Baseball. And they would hype it. And maybe Gillette wanted them to when the World Series on. Oh, this is the best World Series game ever. You know, all this other stuff. And it was kind of like, you know, just, just back off. Just do the game. You know, we don't need data. I know. I'm feeling for a little bit. I'm filling for a little bit of time here. I got to ask you now. I don't remember it, so maybe you can tell me a little bit about it, Chris, because you're a little bit older Wait a minute, than I if am. It's, if it's back before, if it's back before 1940, you've come to the right guy. <laughs> I know that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking, <laughs> Bernie. Uh, let me ask I you mean, a question. He has said, Chris has said twice tonight. This this is before our time. Now yeah. I'm trying to figure out whose time. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, Chris is a little older than we are, but not. By I am much. the oldest. I am do you, the oldest. Now, do you yeah. remember the Liberty Bell Network at all? Okay, it was called the Liberty Network, and it was Gordon McClendon's network. Now, what he did, what was interesting, because I heard it when it was uh, played during baseball strikes and stuff, he actually, we always hear about uh, uh, Russ Hodges and the Bobby Thompson home run. He actually went to the stadium and did the, that series, went back and forth between Brooklyn and, and the Polo Grounds, and did it. And he was a good baseball announcer. He did a good job on it. He just did it himself. But he did have a game of the week. Mutual did and Liberty did. They both did, and and they were competing with each other around the country on weekdays to get those. And uh, they didn't do Sundays, I don't think, but they did Monday through Friday games. And uh, you know, trying to provide programming for these stations because this was the the network shows were going off and uh, people weren't really ready to make radio into a jukebox as they did later in the fifties. But didn't so, they? Uh, didn't they there was a market for it. Didn't they actually recreate the game by using the tech? The, the Western Liberty Union? did. Yes, Liberty. I was reading about it one time. Liberty did do recreations and uh, but mutual did send uh, different people around uh, to do the game buddy blattner al halper different ones that they that they hired to do the games and go around but um yeah i think liberty was more into the recreations but he actually came to those dodger giant uh, playoff games in uh, 51 and did it himself yeah my dad read me an article oh. and when the when the guy hit the bat hit a home run or hit the ball they'd have a, a pencil and he hit the microphone with the pencil That's go right. ahead Bernie. wow Here. Your question was, are 
uh, sports announcers as good today as they were then. And mm-hmm. anybody in this group is going to say, no, nothing is as good now as it was. Then. <laughs> Radio wasn't as good. Music right. wasn't as good. Ooh. Announcers weren't as good. But the thing is, what happens, at least for me, sometimes I get used to a guy right. on the air. Uh, yeah. Mark Boyle, yeah. for instance. I heard Mark oh, yeah. Boyle the first time I thought, this guy's not very good. Now he's my favorite NBA announcer. And right. I listen to a lot of them, but he's just, I, I'm used to his cadence, uh, used to his wit, you know, the whole thing. And so yep. I think it's what you get used to. Yes. I, yeah. You know, I have found since we got Sirius oh. XM, you know, I used to be you know, obviously a dial twister and dial around and get the games I could get. Sure. I didn't get everybody. But we got Sirius XM, and I have actually been surprised generally. There are some that are clunkers. But generally, the quality of announcing is very good around the country, and it, yeah. it, it doesn't vary as much as it used to. You used to have people. I remember asking Bill one time about Wade Hoyt, you know, because he was a very strange announcer, and you know, there'd be people by some I thought was a little bit weird. So some of them, but they just weren't your city. You you weren't used to them, but they weren't as straight ahead as a Kurt Gowdy or a Mel Allen that you knew what to expect. This is, this is true. We do have a hand raised. Joe, can you please unmute yourself? There you go. Go ahead. You're unmuted. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I got it. Okay. I, I remember the Liberty Network. I was, I am 81 years of age. Lived in Minneapolis, and WDCY uh-huh. at 1130 was an affiliate, as well as KDHL and Faribault. And mm-hmm. the competition was mutual. I'm not I'm I'm not a big sports fan, but I I I, I remember those recreations mm-hmm. of games of the past, and they were. Oh, they were great. And then, of course, Mutual's game of the day from coast to coast and around the world. So those are memories. There's your memories of an old man. Thank you. There you go, Joe. Thank you very much, Joe. And one more thing I I was going to say. One thing I was going to say is I liked is that um, one of the things I remember was uh, on television, there was a guy. I think he's he's probably gone now. His name was John Facenda. And he would yes. do like oh, yeah. uh, a the weekly. original. He was he was the original founder of NF, the original narrator of yeah, NFL there. films. Yeah. The, the, the frozen tundra NFL of films. Lambeau Field. And, yeah. I and then like, Harry Callis replaced him. And yep. I, I like John Facenda. He had this great stentorian voice that I really enjoyed. So yeah, he did. And oh, I really no, liked NF, NFL films was very good. They didn't have the ability to put the highlights. Now, when you see NFL films, you'll hear radio highlights mixed into the, to the That's games when they, when they put them together, but they didn't have that back then. So he would, you know, go into these things as the, as the, as the dusk came towards Lambeau field, the Packers began to move the football and, you know, things and like that say, is great stuff. Yeah. I'll I like say most. he was one of, of my favorites. Yeah, I'll say kind of agreeing with what Bernie, like I said, you know, I don't have serious XM. I'm not going to get it. But, you know, my lady, a, you hear a lot of enough of the announcers with, you know, the different things. And you hear, yes, in college, especially you hear some bad ones, but you hear, I mean, still some of the younger announcers with, that are really good. Like, you know, the guy with Texas A&M, Andrew Monaco, I'm really impressed because the guy before him that they had for 40 years the game that he was calling was a lot different than the game that was going on when Dave South did the game. And you never knew what Dave's – I know Bill featured Dave South on here, and I was not at – I mean, Dave South was, oh, we got the ball. They And, and you had your homer announcement even then. I mean, Gary remembers Gene Peterson with the Rockets. You could definitely tell who he was the announcer for because, oh, Dream hands it over to Kenny. You know, you, if you didn't well, know, I know. I like, well, who's Gene Dream Peterson and who's Kenny? Unlistenable. 
Yeah, is, well, uh, I, I know, think it's time to move on. Let's, I think it's time to move on yeah. because uh, it's time to go to the voice of labor. And go so, Dave, I'm going to ask you if we can please put on the WCFL cut. And it's Chuck Knapp from March 8th of okay. 1973. This week in my classic air check segment, we're taking the virtual time machine back to March 8th, 1973. And we're going to travel to the Windy City, Chicago, Illinois. We're going to listen to the voice of labor, WCFL AM, and the radio announcer Chuck Knapp. Next, we'll follow it up with some commercials that were produced by Pams of Dallas. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy radio station WCFL AM in Chicago, Illinois, and those Pams commercials on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. I didn't have any trouble getting up today. Channel One, Chuck Knapp at the Voice of Labor. Incredible day. Larry Lou Jack Super Jack bumper stickers are yours free at all time of can stores. From Super CFL. Ready for a little uh, mid morning rock and roll? WCFL, 10.05. That's time for an Elmo Parsley record. You can shake an apple off an apple tree. WCFL at 10.07. That's Elvis. And stuck on you. It's a, uh, ooh, what a day. 55 is going to be the high for later today. It's Chuck Knapp. I hope you have a super day, and I hope you get a chance to get outside and enjoy some sunshine. Thursday. So where are you cleaning this morning? Nursery. Good. Let's talk about getting that nursery a lot more than clean. Killing germs. Germs that cause odors. That's basic. That's Lysol brand disinfectant. Probably right there in your cleaning closet. Brown bottle in the red and yellow box. You're right. It's right here. Get it out. Pour the Lysol. Kill germs as you clean. Diaper pail. Woodwork. Hobby horse. Kill staph and strep germs. What's more basic to a nursery than Lysol? Nothing. Lysol brand disinfectant. For getting a nursery a lot more than clean. In your bucket. In my bucket. Today. If you can't get your hair like you want it to be. Next time. Ogilvy. Feel like a slave to your shampoo? Always washing, washing, washing. Next time, use Ogilvy Protein Conditioning Shampoo. Ogilvy does more than clean. It revitalizes. Your hair keeps that just-washed look for days with Ogilvy Protein Conditioning Shampoo. Next time, Ogilvy. Ogilvy. Next time, Ogilvy. Officer Fasano. Yes, sir. I never would have thought it of you. Meter made of the year, and now you're shaking people down. Shaking people down, Sergeant? What about this? Oh, yes, sir. That's the back of my summons pad. Yeah, uh, permit me to read. Yes, Jones Department Store 15, Allen's Cleaner 6, oh, Booth Sergeant? Drugs 11, and so oh, yes, on. I can explain. Nine places. Even if it's only in hundreds, it adds up to eight grand. Oh, Sergeant, it's not hundreds. It's pennies. That's what I saved on my shopping rounds. Your shopping rounds? I go to those stores for their sales. Last week alone, I saved almost two dollars. Fasano, don't play dumb. But, Sergeant... Shop where they give good value and S&H green stamps. With S&H green stamps, one saves something every time one buys anything. Oh. Specials and everything else. And one doesn't walk one's lovely legs off, neither. Ah, Sergeant. Saving money is hard. Saving S&H green stamps is easy. It happens automatically every time you shop at an S&H place. Shop National Tea. It's an S&H place. Shrine Circus, which is in town right now. Opened yesterday. Mostly sunny with a high of around 55. Then partly cloudy tonight at 38. Tomorrow, uh, mostly cloudy with a chance of showers, a high near 40. So enjoy it while we've got it. Winds are northwest at 5. 
Northwest temperature 46, southwest 48, downtown of Marina City 45 degrees at WCFL. WCFL, 10-13. Chuck Knapp. Who? <laughs> Kissing my love. WCFL. 10-14, or 10-15, or 10-16, I don't know. <laughs> what a day. It's already Thursday, you believe it? This is called Stuck in the Middle. It's by Steeler's Wheel. Super CFL. Governor Walker is conducting the first of six news conferences he will hold in different Illinois cities today to explain his proposal for the 1974 fiscal budget. Walker told news people last night that he does plan to spend more state money next year than is being spent this year. But he added that elimination of some bond finance programs will provide long-range savings for the state. This is Linda Fuco. Another 23 freed American prisoners of war are in Illinois for medical examinations and military debriefings. They flew into Illinois yesterday for reunions with their families. Cook County Clerk Edward Barrett is the second prominent Illinois Democratic political figure to be convicted of bribery in less than a month. Barrett faces a maximum penalty on his conviction yesterday of 80 years in prison and more than $100,000 in fines. The government says wholesale prices rose 1 and 9 tenths percent last month for the biggest rise since the Korean War inflationary surge of 1951. The nation's first standby draft lottery is being held today, but the men involved are not expected to be drafted. The U.S. and North Vietnam have announced the Joint Economic Committee that will study post war reconstruction aid to Hanoi will begin its meetings next Thursday in Paris. A military plane has crashed in a rural area of North Carolina, and sheriff's officers say at least 15 bodies have been found in the wreckage. Melton's Belton. This is Walt Hamilton, the White Sox third baseman, having a good spring training workout in hopes of shaking off the back injury that kept the slugger out last season. I'm having a little, little more trouble with stiffness than I thought, but of course, you know, down here, there are a lot of sandy fields, and really, this is like playing on a beach almost, and uh, I'm using a lot of muscles I didn't use. Uh, most of my stiffness is early in the morning. Uh, as the day goes on, of course, it loosens up after about 10 or 15 minutes, and of course, when practice is over, it tightens up again, uh, as long as it isn't tight when I'm playing. And the Sox are looking forward to that, so Ed Spezia was put on waivers yesterday, along with outfielder Jay Johnstone. WCFL weather today mostly sunny, high around 55. Tonight, partly cloudy, low near 38. Winds are northwest at 5, temperatures northwest 46, southwest 48. Downtown at Marina City, 45 degrees at WCFL. <laughs> WCFL, 1026, John Sebastian. What a day for a daydream. WCFL, uh, Chuck Knapp. It's 1028, an incredible Thursday. Oh, I don't believe it. Right front, man, I can see it now. We'll be on front, smiling, man. Oh, beautiful. Super Jock Bumper stickers are yours free at all Justine stores in Super CFL. WCFL at 10:35. This is Chuck Knapp. Hey, it's a nice 45 degrees downtown. It's gonna be about 55 today. This is Vicky Lawrence.
was on his way home from Candletop. But I'll trust you so and I'll WCFL I had to drop a few raunchy uh, lines into that uh, in hopes that maybe she could uh, have a hit. Uh, Vicki Lawrence, and that's the night that the lights went out in Georgia. It's Chuck Knapp at Super CFL. It's 1037, and uh, the all-new Shrine Circus is in town. As a matter of fact, it started yesterday. It's in Medina Temple right here in downtown Chicago through the 25th of March. Uh, the whole family should go to the Shriners uh, Activity Fund, of course, benefits. Yesterday, Shriners had a special show for the blind, and this morning, uh, as I came walking by, they were getting ready to have a special show for the handicapped here in Chicago. Here's Rich Little for the Pizza Hut. Super CFL. With the last contest, send us a postcard with your name, address, and phone number, along with the name, address, and phone number of a friend. If we contact your friend, we will ask only one question. Which radio station do they listen to? If they answer Super CFL, they win, and you win too, just for sending in the card. There will be thousands of prizes thousands of winners. Send all postcards to WCFL, 300 North State Street, Chicago 60610. You can enter up to 10,000 times per day. The last contest from Super CFL. Uh, the high has been moved up for today. Woo! Mostly sunny, continued mild with a high of about 58 degrees, maybe 60 if we're lucky, becoming cloudy and colder tonight, so we better enjoy it while we can. Tomorrow's supposed to be cloudy, and uh, all this nice weather is going to go pff, vanish. Low tonight at 32, and then a high tomorrow of only 42 degrees. But uh, for now, 58 will be the high for later this afternoon. The winds are northwest at 5 miles an hour. Northwest reports 46. Southwest 48. And downtown at Marina City, 45 degrees at Super CFL. WCFL. 10.42. Hey, look at the boom booms. meet in an emergency session tomorrow to choose an interim successor to County Clerk Edward Barrett. WCFL weather mostly sunny and continued mild, high near 58, becoming cloudy and colder tonight and tomorrow low near 32. Winds are northwest at 5, temperatures northwest 46, southwest 48, downtown at Marina City 45 degrees at WCFL. spent last night in Chicago, and guess what? She is still a lady. Well, she's all you'd ever want. Hey, now, baby, could you dig it? Get a super job, wear the Air Force Blue, where the good life waits for you, in the Air Force Sirloin steak. Sister digs that hot fudge cake. Mother loves their seafood. There's a special menu out just for me food. Good taste, variety, food for the whole family at Hot Chops. You'll love it at Hot Chops. Zip, zip, zip. Quick, quick, quick. Zip ahead to the zip. For 19 
cents. Zip Burger, French fries with a cold drink, or the new Zippy Dog. Get 'em quick as a wink. Smack your lips. Zip ahead to the zips. The leader, the Frost National Bank. Full service banking, the Frost National Bank. More for your money. Look to the leader, the Frost National Bank. Look to the leader, Frost National Bank. Of service, Frost National Bank. Frost National Bank. Look to the leader, Frost National Bank. Me and Ed's pizza with love and hot and tangy from the oven. Me and Ed's where hungry people go. Friendly, atmospheric, friendly people cheering. Me and Ed's ragtime pizza fun. Commercials recorded by Pams of Dallas. And we started things off by listening to radio station WCFL in Chicago, Illinois on March 8th, 1973 and the radio announcer Chuck Knapp. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff with allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. Hitting option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Well, there you go. WCFL in Chicago, Illinois, and of course those Pam's commercials. I love those old commercials. I, I don't know. Yeah, I too. collect that. I collect. I have. Uh, yeah, they were fun to hear. I have bunches of, of radio commercials like that. There's a, a guy that posts them up on YouTube, and I've been collecting them, so I have a bunch of them. So we might do that. Most of the segments last about 10 minutes, but this was a, a bit shorter. So uh, mm-hmm. I just want to say that I enjoyed that. Chuck Knapp, um, he was. A, I'm not going to say he was the best. He wasn't the worst, but he was not necessarily my cup of tea. On he was CFL. much different when he was on RKO. He was a Definitely. lot more Jack Armstrong-like when he was on RKO than he was there. He was he had uh, mellowed and matured. And you know, this uh, again, we talked. We had a CFL uh, Larry Lujak uh, air check a few weeks ago, and they weren't talking about their survey. They're just playing stuff. They were playing all well, the. They hits. might have. They might have toned him down for middays. 
I don't think he. I don't. Bernie, maybe you could say the same thing. I don't think he enjoyed the. I don't think he enjoyed the work there that day. I just don't don't think he enjoyed working at. CFL. He enjoyed the weather. He wanted to be outside. That's what he wanted. That yeah, that's it. <laughs> he just did not. He just did not enjoy it. That that's that's the only thing I can think of. But oh, they weren't. But remember, in you know, the Larry Lujak, they weren't talking about the numbers either. They were just playing the songs, and that was like about a month later. So we had them a few weeks ago. So I think they were just. I don't know. You know, I always wondered how the battle went. You know, they had good, both had good signals and stuff. How the battle went with WLS. WLS had had this field to themselves since WJJD stopped playing rock in like '62, and uh, they were maybe got a little staid and stodgy. And uh, WLS, I mean WCFL, came uh, bursting on the scene. LS did, always did better than CFL. However, if, if you go back in time, and I've been, I was a big listener to WCFL, especially when I got to Syracuse, because you couldn't get CFL in New York because of WINS. Yeah, they were right. a great station. I, I truly, yeah, they, truly they enjoyed were. CFL. Yeah, yeah going up in the West. But did you, did you feel the same way about Chuck Knapp that I did, Bernie? I, I just was not impressed with him. I don't okay, know. Okay, so. Here's my take on that. I think he was being heavily influenced inadvertently by Larry Lujak. I agree. You, I, I, I get that. Now that I'm listening to you, you're talking. But, uh, but he was no Larry like Lujak. Yeah. Yeah. And like sometimes, sometimes you just go WCFL, you know, like Lujak would do, you know, and it's like, yeah. But okay. he was no he was no Larry Lujak. And and there was a point no. I don't know, I don't know if you remember this. There was a point at WCFL where they had uh, oh, they had Dick Saint and Doug Dondron on in the mornings and they had and they were told when they would play the intro to a song, they weren't they did not talk at the very beginning of the song. They would talk like halfway through the intro, uh, and it was and I don't know why what what what, what god awful reason a program director a, a program director wanted them to do that, but that's what they did for a there while. There must have been a there must have been a reason, but whenever I heard them do that, I always thought there's some guy scrambling to put his headphones on. Yeah, you know, like, like, but oh, they wasn't. Yeah, I the, but I realized that, that they weren't the only ones doing that. It was like I like no. CFL. It was a good station, and unfortunately, by 1970, I, I and, uh, by 1976, yeah. and, and many, it was all gone. In many respects, I liked them better than LS because they were more up tempo and, and yeah. they just had kind of a, a wilder kind of I love sound. their jingles. In I the can 60s. see that. I think I would have too, actually. Well, help I, me I, really hear them yeah. I also liked them because uh, because they they had the great they had the TM jingle package and the package you got to hear during that particular air check in 1973 was the Shockwave package, which was a really good package. I really enjoyed that as well. So um, that was pretty good. I really enjoyed that. Glad you guys liked it. Um, oh, sure. As, as it I said, uh, and uh, I'm not sure what we're doing next week because we never know, but we're definitely Oh, traveling. you know, the thing I, I was thinking about at the last contest, and uh, you can only enter 10,000. Can you imagine saying to somebody, what, what 10,000 a day. Now, who's going to say that Chris Devins sent, no, he can put these all in. There's 9,999 of these here, uh, but he can't put that other one in. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. And, no, no. And the thing is, the other thing, too, Bernie, can you imagine something? What do you do for a living? I write out, there's this really cool contest in WCFL, and I spend my whole day writing these out. You couldn't do them on the all computer day. <laughs> all day doing this. Oh, my God. Here's the funny thing about that. Our contest on B, you, you enter online, and you can enter once every 24 hours. Oh, <laughs> only one. I thought about CFL 10,000 yeah. entries a day. <laughs> 
What are you up to, Bill? Well, I hear you. 5,312. Yeah. I got yeah, 8,216 right. over here. Walter, can oh, you, you can mute yourself? It's noontime. 5,000. You're doing good. Yeah. Okay. Walter, yeah. Unmute, unmute yourself, please. Go ahead, Walt. Hi there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember. I kind of remember CFL. I, I think I remember, remember uh, WILS more than I do CFL because I think I got that more. Got uh-huh. them more than I did CFL there at the uh, Braille school, uh, but uh, right, yeah, but I yeah do remember the CFL, CFL went longer. They played rock into the late '80s, so that that's another thing too, you know. And um, I also belong to this group called the uh, well on Facebook called the Midwest Radio Memories, and oh, wow, um, and they talk a lot about the WLS WCFL thing and. And you know yeah, the whole do. competition thing, and mm-hmm. how yeah. Lou Jack went the kind of went back stuff. and forth, and all that. Yes, yes, he did. All right, thank you, Walter. Thank you very much. Well, I'm going to say that if the, it was one of those stations I have always enjoyed, and uh, and we we have a bunch of WCFL air checks in the library here. Hope the hard mm-hmm. drive never breaks on my computer, but thank God it's all backed <laughs> up. So I'm going to say that it's time to say. Is, what do they say on the Mickey Mouse Club? Now it's time to now say time goodbye. To say goodbye to all our company. That's yes. right. So I want to thank you, Chris, Bernie, uh, Sean, Gary, um, and uh, Walt, uh, all the people who Her- listen. Harry. Harry as well. Harry, Dave, thank you. And, and let's Dave, thank Dave. Dave. And let's let's yeah. thank uh, Mr. Um, our engineer, Dave. You did a stellar job today. Thank you very, very much for your services. Uh, we couldn't do this without you today. Uh, hopefully, yep. next Bill, Bill Spark should be back next week for another edition of All Things Radio Live. And thank you, one and all. And just remember, just remember, when you start naming people, you always run the risk That's of right. getting someone. That's yeah. right. That person and, is going to be angry. Oh, and Bernie. Why do we do that? I, Why? Yeah. Because we like you. Because we that's like you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And then we'll, and we'll play after after All Things Radio. We'll have the Hardy Boys plus Spin and Marty. Right, Chris? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 19, 1970 for Tim. And then he starts the cycle again. It's a 31-week or so cycle that he does. And next week, he's going back to 55 and then up to 85. So this is, uh, wow. you don't you know, it's a big span that he covers. And he's doing, finishing tonight with 70 right in the middle. Then it'll go back to 55 and up to 85. So something for everybody the next few weeks. All right. Well, Dave, I'm going to have you play the final segment and follow up by the closer, and we'll catch you all next week on All Things Radio Live. Again, thank you very much, Dave. This week in my featured station segment, we're traveling to Mankato, Minnesota, and we're going to listen to a radio station that recently changed its format from country to adult hits. I think you'll find that this radio station will please some of the younger listeners of All Things Radio. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy radio station KATO-FM from Mankato, Minnesota, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. And let's go all the way. It is 93.1 Cato Hits. Eric Clapton, I've got the Beach Boys ready to go. 507-469-2667. That is our studio text line. I'd love to hear from you uh, just after 1 o'clock here on a Thursday afternoon. My name's Terry T. Here's Thomas Dolby on 93.1 Cato Hits.
93.1. Kato Hits. Kato Hits. Remember when you could call up a radio station and request a song you like? Well, now you can just text us. Wait, for real? 507-469-2667. Thanks for making it so easy. Kokomo on 93.1 Kato Hits. I gotta be honest, every time I hear that song, immediately thoughts of John Stamos just rush my head. I mean, it's not a terrible thought, first and foremost. Uh, Second of all, the man's a rock star. Yeah, he's on tour uh, again, still, I guess. I think still is technically the the correct term for it, but uh, he's on tour again still (laughs) with the Beach Boys. Uh, The video of Kokomo, if you have free time, perhaps you're in a food coma from lunch. It's okay. Happens to the best of us, but uh, check that one out. If you haven't seen it in a while, perhaps you've never gazed upon John Stamos on a beach with the Beach Boys. I mean, it's pretty good. In advance, you're welcome. Yes, you are welcome. On the way, we'll hear from the Bodines and Def Leppard. I am Terry T. This is 93.1 Kato Hits. Hey, it's Lisa Kay from Lisa Kay and Crew in the morning, and we know what's going on. If you're looking for your new country music, we've moved up the dial. Find us at Minnesota 100.5. Back to the hits. All the greatest hits. The best music. Kato Hits. So many great hits from the 80s and 90s. And only one station playing all of them. 931 Kato Hits. Step inside. Walk this way. You and me, babe. From back in 97, off the middle of nowhere album. This is 93.1 Kato Hits. Uh, That one, that one was huge. All right, not only for Hanson, putting him on the map, uh, but just as a a general 90s tune. uh, Picked up the MTV Europe Music Award for Best Song and the Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Song. I had so many friends with posters of Hanson. In their, in their rooms, in their lockers. Oh, they were like, oh, Hanson. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're cool. <laughs> Works for me. Works for me. Let's get back to it here. Uh, before the end of the hour, some Mr. Mister. Uh, we'll get to a forecast as well. My name is Terry T. How about the fine young cannibals? This is 93.1 Kato Hits. Time. 
93.1 Cato Hits. in Waterfalls, 93.1 Cato Hits. My name is Terry T. A big thanks to you for letting me hang out with you on this, uh, well, this Thursday. All right, still a beautiful day ahead of us. Uh, highs of 86 today. We could see an overnight shower and lows of about 64. I'm heading out. I'll be back with you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Uh, so until then, hey, enjoy your day and then some right here. It's 93.1 Cato Hits. 93.1 Cato Hits starts now. off work at a different time and it doesn't matter when you do just hop on in and i'll get you home we'll go home together as it were how about a, a group a one-hit wonder from sister hazel out of gainesville florida who got their name from sister hazel williams a local missionary who ran a homeless shelter it all works out well 93.1 jado hits finally i figured out time on the internet. Scotty, get off the internet. I need to make a phone call. At least waste time on our page. Duh. You're missing half the fun of owning a computer. KetoHits.com Not 
93.1 Kato Hits. That, of course, footloose from Kenny Loggins. I'm Jay Paul. We're hanging out together till 6 weekday evenings here on Kato Hits. And you can get a hold of us or me. I say us like there's somebody else here. It's just me. Me and you. 507-625-9393. Text 507-469-2667. You should save these in your phone so you don't have to take it from me all the time. But uh, Also, you can find us online streaming our audio at CatoHits.com. So for your next trip to Tripoli, that's Libya, you can uh, listen in if you got an internet hookup. Well, you can also download our free app, too. The App Store, your favorite app store. We're there, Kato Hits. And then uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're Super Chicken. No, that's another station. I'm sorry. So if you're into this whole Queen Elizabeth lying in state thing, you know, the eight-hour lines and the queue to go see a casket. Woohoo! Uh, seems like a very specific problem if you're really into it. Um, but the BBC has dedicated live feed of Queen Elizabeth's coffin so you can log in and pay your respects virtually. You don't have to uh, fly over across the pond and wait in line for eight hours. It's kind of like a Yule log. You know, they do that at uh, Christmas time. The Yule log is there on your TV, except for now it's a... Uh, coffin. Actually, you can make it more interesting by having a live feed from inside the Queen's coffin. <laughs> that might be uh, dead. Anyway, um, it's a long way around trying to say I've got some Queen coming up. Hi, this is Jim. And Jan from Polly Ice Pizza in Mankato. Thank you for all your support over 50 years, and especially your patience and understanding in the last several months. Dine-in, carry-out, and delivery. Quality and quantity since 1969. We're very proud of that, and the tradition will always continue. Polly Ice Pizza, 524 South Front in Mankato. Polly Ice Pizza now open Sundays. Polly Ice open Tuesday through Sunday, closed Mondays. And then it hit me. Back to the hits. What did they hit you with? 93.1 Kato Hits. Well, there you go. Music from the 80s and 90s as heard on radio station KATO-FM from Mankato, Minnesota. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program or if there's a featured station that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For all things radio live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.